Welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast, presented by basketball fan and Hoosier native Mike Gingrich, where practical, no-nonsense resourcing on social media, business marketing, and life is presented, because the adjustments made at halftime help you win the game in the second half. Hey, hey, this is Mike. I want to welcome you to another Halftime Mike podcast. We are starting out 2016 with a bang. For me, it was a traveling bang as I traveled happily around the world and actually spent time in Iraq. Uh, yes, that Iraq, and it was a humanitarian relief effort mission. Uh, it was just a great time. Uh, two quick things about Iraq that I just want to make sure you know. Okay, number one. Uh, there are a lot of wonderful people in Iraq, okay? And number two, it is not a land of total chaos. I mean, yes, there are trouble spots. Uh, Baghdad is kind of a mess, and Mosul's been taken over by ISIS, that type of thing. But there are other spots that are very stable, economically developing, and doing well. And I was in one of those, Erbil, in the uh, Kurdish region there, the Kurdish uh, development region in the northern Iraq, and it was tremendous. Uh, growing city, over a million people, uh, lots happening there, and uh, they've been they've had an influx of uh, displaced pe- persons from when Mosul was overrun, and and uh, a lot of people uh, basically had to flee for their lives. So very dangerous, very situation in Mosul. A lot of people just had to flee with their cars and clothes on their back, and that's it. And now they're in the Kurdish area, Kurdish speaking language area, and they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do next. Um, And so we were there trying to offer some uh, relief efforts, relief supplies, and uh, just sit with them, hear their stories. Um, I got some uh, at an interview with one guy who had to flee Mount Sinjar, Sinjar on um, with his family, had 30 minutes notice. I I did a video of his story interviewing him. That's on my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Mike G. I put that out there. Uh, So just great times. But um, what it does for me is it helps. I just did my one of my last podcasts was on disruptive thinking and the need for it, how you get there. One of those things for me that helps my thinking is to get out, to travel, to be in other cultures, to see other things, just to kind of blow the walls out on what is my normal routines. And, uh, you know, traveling to Iraq does that. And it did that for me. And now as I come back, I'm sitting here with uh, fresh eyes, um, fresh perspective, and uh, I'm kind of going through my emails and, and listening to the questions. What were the things that uh, people were asking me? And, and you know, it's amazing because uh, you know, working in online marketing, digital marketing with websites, web software, and social media, um, a lot of people that I network with in the social media realm, uh, we're on the, kind of the leading edge. So, you know, we're talking about... Um, Periscope and uh, Facebook mentions live streaming, and you know, does Meerkat have a place? And uh, what are we going to do with Blab? And I have a Blab show, and all those kind of things. But the questions I get from businesses, you know, which are the ones that uh, pay the bills and the ones that I'm trying to serve and add value to, they're uh, they're not there at that leading edge. Uh, most small, medium-sized businesses are not trying to develop a Periscope strategy for 2016. You know, they're back at some of the basics. And so I've decided to address that, uh, some of the recent questions. And one of the recent questions I get was, you know, what do I need to do to up my uh, website and digital marketing presence for 2016? That's kind of, if I 
lumped together, a bunch of questions I get, comes back to that. And so I want to address that today, and I want to give you the uh, four keys for your business website in 2016. Four keys for your business website in 2016. And for some of you, uh, these are going to be things that you're not doing and you need to do. And for others of you, it's going to be things that you do have. Uh, some of them you need to, to sharpen others' components of those. Uh, for some of you, it's it's going to be a good reminder and maybe a tweaking, all right? Because I know some of you, that we're, we're all kinds of across the spectrum that way. But uh, that's the topic. That's what I want to come out with. Four keys for your business website success today, 2016. And uh, number one in that is you got to start with ensuring your site is mobile-friendly, responsive design. Okay, Responsive design means it responds to the device the, the visitor is viewing it on. So they're on mobile, they're on tablet, they're, it's given them a unique um, uh, version of your site so that they can see it well at that level. I mean, typically when you, a responsive site at the mobile version will not show everything. I mean, the menu is going to look different, that type of thing. It's not going to show everything that the desktop version would be just because space, room, all those kinds of things. And so it's optimized for the mobile user experience. Mobile needs less. And um, this is critical because smartphones are here to stay. Uh, you know, this was not something that needed to be addressed as much five years ago, um, three years ago, began to you know start coming out there. Uh, two years ago, yes. A year ago, yes, for sure. And now, just imperative. And and why is that? Because last year, uh, it went so far as the search engines, Google and Bing, actually changing their algorithm to lower the rank of sites that were not mobile friendly. So sites that did not give users a good experience on mobile device, they're actually ranking lower. So so in ter search terms, you can say, you know, you want to rank well for um, product XYZ. And if your site is not mobile friendly, you will rank lower on Google for that term. Even if you, you know, maybe you were number one before, you might slide down to five, seven, nine, ten off the first page. Who knows? So number one, you need to do it for uh, your users because they need to have a good experience and we're seeing a lot of traffic can be anywhere from 30 to 60 percent mobile on sites these days and um, in the bottom line is that that is not going away so you want to give uh, a priority to making your site mobile responsive that that was my point number one uh, from the four keys is make your site mobile responsive and uh, the second reason that you want to do that is because of search engine rankings. Uh, you don't want to get dinged in being found online just because your site is not mobile friendly. So places like us, Digital Hill, you know, we rebuild sites from the ground up to make them mobile friendly and um, build web software that's mobile friendly. Uh, that's just a critical feature. So take a look at your site. Take a look at on different devices. And uh, I'm not just talking about a mobile plugin, so that there's a simple version. I'm talking about you know the the site, the content being able to be accessed nicely on a mobile device. Uh, just because, do you know that mobile internet use and traffic has surpassed that of desktop uh, use? There's more people using the internet on mobile devices than on desktop devices. Yes, that is true. Okay. So the second thing that you need to, as a key that to be successful for your business website in 2016 is you need a, a blog resource center, okay? 
and that is not separate from your website. I had that question asked to me yesterday in a workshop. Is that something separate? Do I, do I get a different domain for that? No, 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 no. Do not get a different domain. That should be integrated into your website under your domain, but it should be an area within your website. It should be, um, and I like to call them a resource center. Okay? Uh, technically, it's a blog. It has an RSS feed, but it's a place where you can put out regular ongoing content. You need to be doing this. That's, that's important and critical that you put out regular, new, resource-rich content. Educate your people. Um, talk about uh, you know, changes. Talk about use things. I was uh, working with a realtor. She's doing a good job with her content marketing. And you, you can't just put out there, hey, we have this home uh, listing that's going to have an open house on Sunday, and here's a video tour of it. Okay, That's not what I'm talking about. That's, on the, that's a product detail page. That's a, the home page. But what I'm talking about is the, the blog post that is, you know, 10 keys to selling your home in the winter. Um, five things you need to know about uh, getting new homeowner's insurance, okay? Uh, the top seven things that are helpful in selling your home for your kitchen and your bathroom, okay? Th those, those types of things. That's resource-rich content. People will search for those things. They want to find those things, and then they come over to your website, they find you, and they learn about you. So you want to uh, have that, and you also want to have it for search engine reasons because the more content you have, the better your site can rank, and the more you're writing content about your key products and services that you want to rank for in Google, the more that uh, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to increase your rank and be found. Your, your footprint online is better and your your um, search can be improved, you know, if your site has uh, 75 pages, you know, versus 20 pages, okay? And uh, you know, another factor is that Google looks into how long, how frequently your site is updated. So they're looking at last updates. They can tell when your site had new content put out because they come back to it and they scan it and, uh, you know, review your site for content. So a blog resource center is the second key, and you need that. You need to put out regular content. I'm recommending at least twice a month. I'm recommending ideally once a week if you can so that uh, people can have that consistency and, and get to, to expect you to share some good resources with them. Again, think through. How can you educate them? How can you inform them? How can you offer value? What questions does your team get in the contact form or in phone calls that you can answer in a blog post? Start there answer questions. Be helpful. All right. Third key for your business website in 2016 is to have some type of specific lead capture on your website. This is a, a big miss for many businesses is they, they don't have any lead capture. They have great content. They may have a blog, um, but they're not offering people a, a way to opt in. Opt into something so that you have their name and their email address. Otherwise, it's just an unknown visitor. Okay. And did you know that 70% of website visitors don't return to a website. 70% don't go back again after that first time. So during that first time, you want to try and make sure you capture them, that, that you get them to sign up. And the way you do that is with lead capture. And lead capture has to be more than your contact form. It has to be integrated on the pages so that it, it gets in front of the people. And uh, I'm recommending a tool like our new Waftio software, W-A-F-T-I-O.com, 
that uh, gives you multiple options for a pop-up on your website. It can be, you know, like the bottom right, um, or it can pop up in the middle of the page, and then you have variations. You can have it appear, you know, after six seconds on the site. You can have it appear 20 seconds after the, on the site. You can have it appear when they're moving to the top towards, uh, you know, leaving the page. They call that exit intent. Uh, you can have the pop-up form then come. So that's the lead capture. And, and then what you offer in that has to be something of value, something of resource. It's not your full product. You know, maybe if you're B2C, maybe it's a coupon, a coupon code. You know, say, hey, you're going to get 25% off your next order uh, by joining our email list, enter your name and email address. Okay, maybe you're B2B, and so you need to have something like, um, hey, we have an industry buyer's guide here. We've done the research for you. Uh, enter your name and email address, and we'll give you a PF access or you know video replay of the buyer's guide review okay something of value that is related to your company product services offerings but is enough incentive that somebody wants to sign up for that that they want to um, opt in and uh, and and then so the offer has to be good and then the lead capture has to be in front of them and that's what businesses are missing today and that's why I'm recommending that's why we created Waftio basically to help that but because it's because it's a felt need. It's missing on too many websites out there, and we need to correct that in 2016. So how is your lead capture? What's happening with it? Okay. Um, another thing with lead capture is, at a minimum, you know, make your blog resource center worthwhile by having an opt-in on the blog for them to opt in to get the uh, new updates from your blog, your resource center, by email. Okay, that's a, that's a simple one. So that uh, they're trying to get your content, you're trying to get their content, your content into their inbox. So get them to sign up to get it. So let's say you do set out a plan to write content and uh, so re release something new in your resource center once a week, and you know that's on Thursdays. Uh, so you want to get them to sign up so that uh, every Thursday, not only are you releasing your new content, but they're getting an email automatically in their inbox with your latest blog post there. So because more people are going to be m more prompted to read it if it's in their inbox. And the only way you're going to get there is if you have the lead capture for that. So think through that. We'd be glad to help you with that as well. You can um, fill out my form and tell me you need help, and uh, we'll check that out for you. All right. So those were the first three. Again, mobile responsive. Second one was a blog resource center. And the third one was lead capture on your website. And the last one is um, uh, tied into all of this because it's part of your digital marketing strategy, and that is to make sure you have social sharing buttons on your key site pages for social amplification, all right? Social media is here to stay, and uh, social media is a great way to get the word out. Make it easy for people to share your content. If you're, if you're doing what we're saying, you need to have that blog resource center. So on every post, you need to have social sharing buttons, okay? If you're using uh, WordPress, you can use the DigDig WordPress plugin, and it allows you, again, to integrate. So you have a Facebook like button, you have a tweet button, you have a Pinterest button. You can have a LinkedIn. You can have a Google Plus One button. Um, I use a buffer button as well because I want to make it easy. I'm working on this content, and I'm trying to you know, share that content on social media, and I can use my own social sharing buttons to help me do that. And then once 
there, it's on social, and they click through, they come back, and they read the article. I want to make it easy for them to share. So I want to have social sharing buttons readily available so that they can share my content, amplify it. We want to make it easy for our content to get out there. What better way than to enable those who say, hey, this is pretty good stuff, and who are looking for content to share on their own social media to be able to retweet that, to share it on Facebook, to pin something, pin a nice image that we put into the blog post. That only helps us increase our footprint, increase the, the, the tentacles that extend out from where our content is connected out there. You know, So it's, it's great if we have that image in there and they pin it and somebody can be looking at, at Pinterest information there and they see that, they click and they come over to your site. All of which you had nothing to do with other than you put the social sharing buttons on your blog post and you put the, uh, it, a nice image in the blog post so that people would be prompted to pin it. Okay? Social amplification is important, um, and I'm saying social sharing buttons are the key for your website. You can use them. Your visitors can use them. It's all helpful in getting the word out there. All right? So those are the keys. Take a look at your site and review those pieces. You know, what's, uh, what's your big takeaway from this that you need to sharpen, you need to take a look at? You got any questions on this? You know, come on over and leave that here in the comments section, mikeingrish.com slash podcast, where you can come to check out all my episodes of the Halftime Mike podcast. So that's what I wanted to leave with you this week. And uh, it's, it was back to the basic session to ensure that you're doing the basics that are relevant today for helping your business online. All right, this was Mike with the Halftime Mike podcast. Until next week, I am Mike Gingrich. Now go and do that thing that's most important. Write it down and get to it. All right, take care. Over and out. Thanks for listening to the Halftime Mike podcast with Mike Gingrich. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game. Does your business need resourcing, tools, and social media consulting? Then visit MikeGingrich.com. Want to have Mike speak at your next event? Visit MikeGingrich.com slash speaking. Join us again for another episode of Halftime Mike, your no-nonsense guide to victory on the court of life.